are welcome to Face to Face broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Glory to God. You'll be blessed tonight. I'm going to be talking about maximizing the intangibles. Amen. The way you are shouting, have you heard this subject before? Yeah. What? It's intangibles. <laughs> All right. Glory to God. Amen. So I'm going to talk about maximizing the intangibles. Um, let's go to Luke. Luke 16. Amen. So there's a parable in Luke 16 of a certain rich man. The Bible says, Luke 16 verse 1, he said, And he said unto his disciples, There was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Lord, take it away from me, the stewardship. I cannot dig to beg. I am ashamed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The guy said he cannot dig and to beg. He is ashamed. Amen. This is, an interest, this is a very interesting um, a parable that is given. And it gives an idea that in life, there are three ways of making a livelihood or getting something done in life. It's either you are going to beg for it, you are going to dig for it, or you are going to do what he did in verse 4, which is said, I'm resolved what to do. Amen. Which is, you are going to deal with the intangibles. Amen. Things that people will not be able to see. Now, I want you to listen carefully this evening, because I'm going to, within a short time, try to uh, bring, paint a picture, right, of the intangibles. So, I, I need you to, um, to run with me. Is that, can we do that? All right. So, in life, it's either the person is begging or he's digging, or he is dealing with the intangibles. To beg means that the person does not have power for exchange. He is in that place where he's hoping that things will change. In him, he cannot find any power to change circumstances of life. So this guy said he cannot beg. And then he said, he's ashamed to beg, and he said he cannot dig. Now, you know, somebody can look at him and say, why is he thinking that he cannot dig? Amen. Because it's, it could be ashamed to beg. That's understandable. People can understand that. that is, I mean, it's a shame to beg. But again, this guy said, I cannot dig. I cannot dig. He has set his standard. Because life will answer to you. To the level or the, level, or the standard which you set for yourself. Amen. Life will answer to you. The standard, because so, your standard might be different from another person's standard. Amen. So this guy could have said, well, well I, my master has kicked me out. I could go and dig, right? Paul says something important. He said that they that compare themselves to themselves, they are foolish. Because what will work for you might not necessarily work for the next person. And it's so important to, for you to realize that in life, you came uniquely wired. You came uniquely wired. The thing that will work for you might not necessarily work for another person. The thing that will be, one person will be satisfied with, you might not be satisfied with it. Amen. You might not be satisfied with it. I remember there was one time I, 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 went for, I went for a wedding a long time ago. And then this lady got married to this guy. 
And she was so excited because she was so excited. Wow. She was dancing all over. And the guy was not fine. <laughs> that sounds kind of... It, it, was, it was just me thinking, you understand? I just look at the guy. This guy, why is she so, she so excited? The guy is not... Amen. I, calm down. <laughs> he said, the man of God. This, it's just me thinking. Am I not allowed to think? It's my thinking. <laughs> it's my thinking, so I like it. So, but she was so excited. But you see, in life, you need to understand that way, you cannot compare yourself to other people. I, I, I mean, I was in my house one time when I was, you know, I was studying. Somebody was staying with me. And then he was just looking at me, studying, studying, studying. I was not reading really for exam. I was studying words, you understand, and books. And then he, 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 you know, he questioned in his face before he even asked us, what are you still studying for like this now? What are you looking for in life? Are you not okay? You're an officer. You have a car outside. You have a house. What else are you looking for? But they say hunger on our inside that we cannot give up. In Acts 12, Bible talking about, it said there were certain teachers and prophets. Acts 13, rather. There were certain teachers and prophets. It listed them. It said that as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost spoke to them. You know, they were, these guys were already accomplished. They were, Bible called them teachers and prophets. If the Holy Ghost in the Bible will call you teacher and prophet, man, you can hang your boots. But they were not satisfied. He said, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas, for the ministry whereto I have called them. My question sometimes is, what if they had not prayed? What if they had not taken the time to minister to God and to fast? But they were hungry. Because inside of you, inside of you, many times there is a, there's a cry inside of you, right? For something more. That there is more than what I'm seeing right now, right? And some other people might tell you, no, just calm down, we are all right, we're not doing badly. But what is inside of you is greater than what they can see. Paul, can I, he, he again talked about uh, winter of 1977-78. He was pastoring the best church that he could pastor at that time. I he passed for more than, more than 10 years at that point in time in his ministry. Best pastorage, everything was okay. They were doing fine. Best salary at that time. Everything was cool and calm and lovely. But inside of him, there was a dissatisfaction that there is more than this. And then he set himself aside and started praying. <laughs> started praying. And then God started talking to him and taking him into visions. And then God so, said something to him. He said, that many men live and die and never enter into the first phase of their, of their ministry. Because the, before God told him that one, God told him that now you are going to start the first phase of your ministry. This is after more than a decade, 10 years of being a pastor. God now said, now you are going to start the first phase of your ministry. He said, how can that be? <laughs> but God told him that many men live and die and never fulfill the first phase of their ministry. My question again is, what if he had not prayed? Amen. When, they say, when there's that hunger in our hearts, we yield to it in prayer. Hallelujah. We yield to it in prayer. When there's that hunger in our hearts, right, for the greater things, we yield to it in prayer. And it is in prayer that we begin to interact with the intangibles. Are we together? So you see this particular person we are reading in Luke 16. You see the guy, he said, I'm resolved what to do. He went to his master's, the people that were owing his master. He said, how much are you owing my master? He said, 100 measures of oil. He said, okay, write 80. How much are you owing? 100 measures of flour. Write 50. 
And guess what? The guy walked away. Amen. He said, I'm resolved what to do. He, he, after he did that with them, he walked away. He didn't collect anything. Now, so to beg is the person that doesn't have any power. He's hoping that things will change. To dig is the person that has some, uh, some valuable things to exchange, right, for something else. That's the person that digs. For instance, if a person is working for 30 days and they pay him 30,000 naira, right, that is digging. Amen. You don't beg for your salary. Digging. I want to dig this hole. We dig 10 meters. You pay me 10 naira. 20 meters. You pay me 20 naira. Right? That is digging. That means I work for 30 days. This is how much you give me. But there is a force that can be higher than that. A lot of people, I work, so I dig too. Amen. But from your digging, the Bible says that you work with your hands so that you can give. The reason for your digging is so that you can move from the tangible to the intangibles. Are we together? Are we together? So the, the, the reason for you having something in your hand is so that you can use it to move into the intangibles. Now see this guy meeting this, uh, his master's um, uh, debtors. He said, after he struck the deal, guess what? The guy walked away without anything. Amen. Because when you are dealing with the realm of the intangibles, right? Essentially, a lot of times you are going to walk away. Exodus 11 verse 1. Can you put it up? You know, many times, for instance, and dealing in the realm of the intangibles is that you are going to deal in the realm of faith. That's what you put it. That's the realm of the intangibles is the realm of faith. Amen. When a person will cast something down and then he will walk away. I know it will not be easier if the Christian work was... Like digging. For instance, if God says that if you pray one hour, we'll drop 10,000 in your account. You know, life will be easier. I mean, <laughs> as you just pray, you hit one hour, you just hear, quing, quing, a lot, 10,000 error. That's okay. This thing is working. Like a quing, quing, a lot. Some people will become prayer warriors. <laughs> they will just keep praying for the rest of their life. But in the realm of, you see, you see that, is, that is digging. Digging is that we have an agreement. You no, know, Jesus gave a parable um, about in the morning, some people came to work, right, for the master, and then he agreed with them to pay them for a, a, a day. Then the rest of people that came were on trust. Because in the realm of the intangibles, it is trust. When this man finished um, dealing in Luke 16, when he finished dealing with those guys, talking to those guys, he walked away. Because he knows that they are going to receive him into everlasting habitation. He did not strike a deal with them. Notice, he walked away. In Exodus 11, he said, cast thy bread upon the waters. If you cast it, he said, after many days you will find it. Because when dealing with the realm of the intangibles, you have to learn to walk by faith or trust. You cannot strike a deal with God that God, when I pray one hour, this is what you are going to do. It's going to be by trust, by faith. And this is where a lot of times, right, believers, this is where sometimes the believer, it becomes a little struggle. But this realm of the intangibles, right, is stronger more sure than digging. In First Corinthians 2, he talks about three kinds of wisdom. The wisdom of men, right? The wisdom of the princes of this world. First Corinthians 2 verse 6. The wisdom of the princes of this world and the wisdom of God. The wisdom is the technique of achieving anything you want to achieve in life. Amen. Hallelujah. Are we together? Wisdom is the technique in which you use to achieve anything you want to achieve in life. So he's talking about those three kinds of wisdom. The wisdom of men can only take you to a certain limit in life. 
Amen. Nothing wrong with the wisdom of men. The wisdom of men says that if you go to Harvard, if a man goes to Harvard, at least he will not be in Tuka Tuka Grammar School teaching. Hopefully, right? Except something else takes over him. <laughs> Which will be the wisdom of the princes of this world. Yeah, it can happen. But the wisdom of men, you see, the problem with the wisdom of men is that it can be hijacked by the wisdom of God or the wisdom of the princes of this world. And that's why it looks to see, you see where Jesus said that, uh, make for your friends, make for yourself friends of the unrighteous mammon. So that when you fail, what, when what fails? When the begging or the digging fails, they will receive you into everlasting habitation. Everlasting habitation there does not mean heaven, and, or, uh, uh, or heaven or forever and ever. It means the intangible habitations. Habitations that you cannot see. Things that you cannot see. It means that when a person has stayed and dealt with the intangibles, right? He can walk away knowing that he has something. Amen. You know what I'm talking about intangibles now? You know, Nigerians, sometimes, uh, when you relate things with money, it's a bit, it makes more sense. You understand? <laughs> For instance, this intangible I'm talking about. This is somebody that, you know, many times I don't talk about um, the blood of Jesus, right? Or the, the sacrifice of Jesus, putting money in your pocket. That's intangible. Say amen now. That's intangible. Now, so but the, the believer, the believer, maybe in, his, in, in church, for instance, when we teach like this, so in church, when you look at it, well, so, so what, what are you talking about? But that same believer, if you take him, maybe after service today, he's not sitting there in his parlor watching Nigerian movie, and he sees one guy carry his mother and go and sacrifice his mother. That same believer, I say, doesn't understand what we are saying. We say, we tap his neighbor. They look now, this man will begin to get money. This is the same person that seemingly does not understand. There's no black African man that doesn't understand the intangibles. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, you know, so, what, 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 so now, this realm of the intangibles is that the man has cast something and then he's able to walk away. That means that you can stay as you're in place of prayer. In that place of prayer, what you are doing. You know, it's, it, like I said, it's easier if God just gave us maybe an empirical that if you pray one hour, this is what you're going to get. But when it comes to the intangibles, you, there's, no, there's no straightforward way, per se. Go back to Exodus 11. You see, so that we'll just, we'll just go through this quickly and then we'll, we'll make progress. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So let me say, cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. So you see, now, if you read that story in Luke 16, just keep this here, right? If you read that story in Luke 16, the guy came, how much I owe my master? I say 100, say write 80. Another one, how much I owe him? Say 100, write 50. Why is it not 80, 80? Because when it comes to the intangibles, you cannot explain it in empirical terms. Amen. Hallelujah. You cannot explain it in empirical terms. I, so, you see, in, in, when it comes to the intangibles, it's going to be a work of faith. It's going to be a work of faith. That means that, for instance, in the intangibles, what you do is that when you're dealing with intangibles, you carry, maybe, that's your seed, all right? And you sow it. You cannot specifically explain how it is going to come back to you. But guess what? It will surely come back to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 2. So give a portion to seven and also to eight. For thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. Amen. Next verse. This is in the realm of the intangible. Now say, if the, if the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves. 
upon the earth. And if the tree falls towards the south or towards the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. You know, this sounds like incantation. <laughs> if the tree falls to the north, that's where it's going to land. If it falls to the, <laughs> the south, that's where it's going to remain. It sounds like, it sounds like incantation in some Nigerian movies. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But what he's saying here is that decisions are made are made in the realm of the spirit. Life is first of all spiritual. Decisions are made first in the realm of the spirit. That means that if you get that amount of money in the realm of the spirit, right? Where the tree falls, there it will remain. If you get that billion dollar account in the realm of the spirit as a structure, right? He said if the clouds be full of rain, they will empty themselves. If the clouds are full of rain, they will empty themselves. So give a portion to seven, a portion to eight. It means that you keep sowing your seed. You keep praying until the clouds be full of rain. And then the clouds, they will empty themselves. Are we together? Are you listening to what I'm saying? The clouds, they will empty themselves. It means, if the tree falls to the south, that's where it's going to be. So this guy, what does he do? In the realm of the spirit. He has spent that amount of time in the realm of the spirit. Making that thing that he wants to happen. He has gotten a hold of it in the realm of the spirit. He will see it in the physical. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can you talk in tongues? Just pray in tongues. Hase broton sola prahate kleton zolo tola brahate regreduzaliana. Re kate zo tola brahati gay so tola brahate so tola brahatia. Rundon gredon solo tola brahati crande zolo tole brahide lon solo tila brahate leando grebo. Oh, let me hear you talking tongues. Calabradian so tola bragalin tole riva kosho tola brahate kelebo satire. Rin de koso tola bagale bababa. Elebra kapako ton zolo tole brahate to zolo tole brahate leando satayama. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Save me in the name of Jesus. I'm dealing the intangibles. And that means... That my sins are forgiven. And it's a reality for me. Amen. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. Did you hear me? I say your sins are forgiven. Amen. Amen. Say my sins are forgiven. The essence of the forgiveness of sins is that the blessings have come upon you. They are blessed. It's not about changing. Not, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Saving my sins are forgiven. And I'm blessed. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. Righteousness is a force. And that force is working in your finances. Hallelujah. It's working in the hearts of people right now in the name of Jesus. It's a force and it's working for you. It's working on your behalf. 
Because many times, right, one of the things that has come to us in, in the body of Christ, you know, um, uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm a pastor, sort of. Amen. <laughs> I teach, but people have decided I'm a pastor, so <laughs> I've decided to accept it. Hallelujah. One of the things that, ha- that has happened a lot of times to, to, to many people when they come to in the body of Christ is that they've not understood how to um, take a hold of the intangibles. And these intangibles is how to, for the intangibles, one, the first one is begging. Begging is that you are limited to the will of man. The man decides whether he's going to help you or not. The second one is digging. Right? Digging is that the man is compelled because of uh, maybe you have a transaction with him, right? But the second one, which is the realm of the intangibles, right, is that other forces outside of the man's control will now compel the man to do what you want him to do. So, with the dark side, what they do is witchcraft, right? So, you want the guy to marry you, all you need to do is to take his name to somewhere, right? And then they compel his will. To just see the sister and marry the sister. Or you have a boss in the office and you want favor from the boss. The dark side, what they do is that they manipulate the will of the person directly. I we together. Which is wrong. But, so the Christian now stays in the office and says, Okay, eh, me, I'm a Christian. I cannot do anything about it. No, there's something you can do about it. I've never worked for a boss that does not like me. You have to like me. Because I know exactly what to do to make you like me. Not just like me. You have to respect what I say. Amen. My words become authority. Amen. Hallelujah. I know I'm in the military, so it's even more supposedly complex. I've had people that were my seniors, they walk into my office. Sir, pray for me, sir. Pray for me, sir. They're my seniors, so in the military. Amen. So, with, 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 with the dark side, what they do is that they manipulate the will of people directly. But with us, right, we don't manipulate. That's why, you see, for us as Christians, what, what we need to understand is that we, for, for us, you can't directly manipulate a person's will. You, only, you can only go through God so that God is the one that is the father of spirits. He's the one that can manipulate people's will. So the only way for the person to respond to you is that you have to go through God. And if it has to go through God, then it has to be something that aligns to God. Amen. And as the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds in the mind of men. Are we together? They are, not, they, are not, they, are, they, they are not carnal. They are mighty through God. You see, so the, 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 people, the people in the world, in dealing with the intangibles, they deal with it directly. So the person can, the person can, can look at a, a particular person and then try to manipulate the person's will against the grand strategy of God. Amen. That's why you see the Bible says that, um, that rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. Because witchcraft is manipulating people's will. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft because when you manipulate people's will, you are manipulating it against God's grand purpose or God's grand design. Are you listening to me? What do you mean by that? It means that, right, if you have a business and you want that business to move forward, you have to align it to God's grand design. 
You will see it through scripture. The greatest prayers are answered when the person finally aligns it to God's grand design. Abraham, when God showed up to Abraham, he said, I am your shield and your existing great reward. Abraham said, what are you going to give me seeing I go childless? The Bible says that God preached the gospel to Abraham, saying, Indeed, shall all nations be blessed. When Abraham saw God's big picture and aligned himself, he got a child and got children. So that business, what you need to do is not that I need to do this business so that I will show my village people that I've made it in life. All those people that say I will not make it, I've made it. I will show them. I will show them. You have not aligned it to God's grand strategy. What you need to align it to, you have to align it and say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, this business as I'm doing it, the money is entering the kingdom. You have not aligned it. He says, seek it first. The kingdom of God. When you seek first the kingdom of God, all of these things will not align. It's the alignment. That's how Anna too the same thing. She was looking for child, 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 oh God, child, child, child. She now learns, oh God, the first one I will get him. I'm pushing it to your kingdom. When it is aligned, then you don't see the remaining, just follow. For the Christian, it has to be aligned. Are we together? It has to be aligned. So the motive must be aligned to God's grand strategy. Then the will of men can answer. Are we together? Let me show you something. With Paul, right? There was a time Paul with the Galatians church, with the uh, church in uh, 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 the Galatians, right? With the Galatians, with Paul at a time. Paul talking about it in chapter four. You see, Paul talking about it in chapter four said, at a point in time when I came to you, he said there was a blessedness that we had. We had a great relationship. That we, you guys, loved me so much that if it was possible, you'd have removed your very eyes and given it to me. That's how much that's how much those people viewed Paul and saw Paul and his message. Now you guys, we had a rapport, we had this thing was so strong between us that if it was possible, you would have removed your very eyes and given them to me. He now began to ask, Where is the blessedness? Galatians four uh, ten. Amen. Oh, I want to show you something though. Just pray in tongues. Verse 15. Galatians 4. Verse 15 now. Amen. So, so these guys were excited about Paul at a point in time. But suddenly something changed. Some people came and influenced them. Paul now asked, where is the blessedness you speak of? For I bear you record that if it had been possible, you would have plugged out your own eyes and have given them to me. That was how much they loved Paul. But the thing changed. Some people came and spoke some words to those guys. And somehow, they were no longer interested in Paul. I know many times, a lot of Christians find themselves in this situation. And they, <laughs> they hear things like near success syndrome. Yeah, yeah, you and the guy, you discuss the business, you discuss the proposal, he was ready to push in the money. And then, after two days, you call him. He's no longer picking the course. You sent text, his number, as if he has blocked your number. You are not sure which one. And that's the situation Paul found himself here. He said, where is the blessedness you speak of? Amen. So what was Paul's reaction? You see it in verse 19. He says, my little children, verse 19, in whom I travel again in birth until Christ be formed in you. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, my little children, of whom I travel in birth again until Christ be formed in you. That means that there was a first travail that created that feel 
that feel that they have towards Paul. It's called a compelling force that they have towards Paul. Now, that compelling force, somehow, some people had removed it. But he knows Paul knew where to go to, to get that compelling force to come back. He said, my little children whom I travel again in bed until Christ be formed in you. That, that, that word formed there is to be concretized. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, so, you know, so now when you look at it, right, you, you see... Uh, you see the word Christ there. Of course, um, you, it means the anointed one and his anointed, right? But also in John 1, it says that in the beginning, one version of scripture says in the beginning was the Christ or the word, the Christos. It means the embedment, the epithet of the Christos. That means the logos, the logic, the way God reasons and thinks, the word of God. Are you together? He said, so he said, my listening, whom I travel again in bed until the logos. The logic be formed in you. That means that there's a way of thinking that is aligned to scripture that are supposed to be thinking, that they are not thinking. So I'm going to travel in bed again until the logos be formed, be concretized in you. What was he talking about? It means that, you see, so there is the vital part of God's word. It means that as far as God is concerned, right? Paul, how beautiful are the feet of those that bring the good news? That means that, that this is how they should feel towards Paul. Are we together? But they are not feeling towards Paul like that. So the travail now is to make sure that the way they are supposed to feel in accordance to the logos is concretized inside of them. Hi, are you hearing me this evening? <laughs> he said, who might travel again in bed until Christ be formed in you. Until Christ be formed in you. Now, until that logos, that way of thinking be formed in you. That means that that way of thinking, that logos, there's a way that's supposed to think towards Paul, right? It is in prayer that Paul is going to concretize their mind to think like that. Amen. God has favored you. You are the favored one. Are you hearing me? So, if you are not seeing favor the way you are supposed to see favor, what are you supposed to do? He said, my little children whom I travel again in bed. It means that this person that is by your backyard or your neighbor is not the favor as far as God is concerned. He has favored you. You are favored. That is God's logos concerning you. That is God's way of thinking concerning you. But your neighbor does not think that he should favor you. What are you going to do? He said, my little children, whom I travel again in bed until the Logos, the way God thinks, is formed in you. That means that you are going to take your time and begin to pray until the way the person is supposed to think, as in terms of how God thinks concerning you, is now concretized in that particular person. Hiya. Hiya. Hey. Until it is concretized. That's what Paul was talking about. It's a way that you are supposed to think. And it is in prayer that you compel them to think that way. God has given you that great business. The whole of Protocol is supposed to be running to your business. What are you doing about it? Hey, what are you doing about it? You know, they are, they are, you know when you read in, in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, it talks about the prayer, the, the simple prayer of faith. Can I hear you know, blessed memory calls it the simple prayer of faith. But if you read James five sixteen and 17, that's where you hear about the prayer of faith, saving the sick. 
That's the first thing they mention the prayer of faith. And if you are dealing, because in Mark 11, 22, 23, you are not dealing with the will of men. If you are going to deal with the will of men to compel them, it is going to be elongated, protracted prayer that will change the will of men. Amen. No? Wait, this is I'm saying. Is it strange? This is Renaissance. So you guys are well, you are well taught now. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's, it's, it's in that kind of protracted prayer that you compare the will of men. So it says that the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What are those strongholds? They are the thoughts in the mind of people that are not aligned to the purpose that God has for you. Amen. And it's in protracted prayer that you will create that compelling power. There's something that is compelling about God's presence. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. There's something that is compelling, compelling. There's nothing that is compelling about God's power and God's presence. And it works so mightily in the life of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. With Jesus, it works so mightily. Those guys were with Jesus for three days. They forgot about food. They were just with him. It's compelling power. All they could think about was just, ah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's compelling power that makes you, you look at your boss and they say, where is supposed to think about you? It's not the confession in Mark 11, 22, 24 that will work. It is protracted prayer. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You will start with that confession in Mark eleven twenty three, but you use that one to enter into prayer. Are we together? Let me show you something. Mark eleven twenty two twenty three. You know, we we'll talk this way sometimes. It's not twenty two. Verse twenty two. Twenty two. Thank you. Twenty two first. Shabra katoshi prahate lebrogoshi talabama manglerebo. Twenty two. And Jesus answered said unto them, Have faith in God. Now, the original translation here says, have the God kind of faith. Because not necessarily talking about having faith in God. It's talking about having the, displaying faith the way God displays it. It now shows us in 23 that whosoever, whosoever, literally whosoever, believer, unbeliever. Amen. It's a principle. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, whosoever can do it. Anybody can do it. Verse 24 is now, he now uses the principle in prayer. Amen. 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 Verse 23 is not prayer. Verse 23 does not apply to the Christian. It applies to whosoever. The verse 24 now says, now, so when you are praying, this is the principle you now apply in prayer. Amen. Amen. A lot of people stop at verse 23. Verse 23 works when a person is dealing with, with outside of when you are dealing with circumstances that do not involve the will of other people whosoever shall say unto this mountain inanimate things, it does not apply to a human being for you to compare the will of men, it is that kind of prayer you see in James 5.16 because with James 5.16 you want to stop the rain, <laughs> a lot of people are there you are not the only one a lot of people are involved Amen. There are farmers that want the rain to fall. So you, it's, it's, it's protracted prayer that will change that. 
So when you are dealing with the will of men, you have to go through God in protracted prayer to change it. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so, so yeah, and that's what you see in Acts 12, when, um, when Peter was arrested, right? James and Peter were arrested. And then the church started praying. And they kept praying. And they prayed and prayed and prayed. And when Peter showed up, Peter showed up and he said, it's not Peter. These were the same people that were praying. Was it? Were they not in, were they not in faith? So how did their faith work without them being in faith? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Because in James 5, it says that the, ex, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man, it makes power available. And that power is dynamic in its working. Amen. This one, the will of Herod was changed. Whatever Herod had planned. And you know the good thing that when Peter came out, he said that God had delivered me from Herod and from all the expectations of the Jews. He said, my, my, my God sent an angel, and that angel delivered me from Herod and from all the expectation, and from the expectation of all the people of the Jews. Those two things are spiritual things. Amen. Hallelujah. Because there was a way that the Jews were thinking concerning Peter. Their hope was that Peter would fail. It was prayer that got Peter out of that failure. Amen. It's a spiritual thing. Because sometimes you are, you are starting a business and everybody around is just hoping that you will fail. Hey, it's a spiritual thing, no. You cannot just look at it and say, no, it's just one of those things. It's not one of those things. Okay, let me show you something. Second Corinthians. Second Thessalonians. <laughs> Chapter 3. Oh, glory to God. La braketose kapatalianda. Let me round up now. Can you talk in tongues? Second Thessalonians 3 verse 1. Second Thessalonians. Amen. It says, finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Next verse. It says, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. Amen. That God will deliver them from wicked and wicked and unreasonable persons. That person that all he needs to do is just to sign that contract and your life is made. It won't cost him anything, no, but he has refused to sign it. It's his prayer that you use to deliver yourself from wicked and unreasonable men. It's not, uh, oh God, we don't know what is happening, no. Oh God. No, 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 no. It is in prayer that you deliver yourself from wicked and unreasonable men. It's in prayer. Wicked and unreasonable. It's not, it, it doesn't cause the person anything, but the person has just refused to see you. Hey, it's in prayer. And there was one time I, I uh, my wife, at, an, at that point in time, she was in the UK studying. And I wanted to travel to go and see her. And then the boss I had that time, he was not interested in anybody going anywhere. He wants everybody to just remain. And not <laughs> nobody was going past. Nobody was going on leave. I woke up one day in my house in the morning before going to work. Prayed in tongues, prayed in tongues, inserted his name. 
prayed in tongues, prayed in tongues, inserted his name, prayed in tongues, prayed in tongues, inserted his name. When I got to the office, I said, Sir, I want my leave. The guy gave me my full leave. People in the office were asking, ah, What did you tell him? Hey, the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are mighty through God. So they pull it down of stronghold. We cast down imagination. That guy, that, he, the guy has been passing your streets. Instead of, he's the one that's supposed to marry you. He's not seeing you. It's in prayer that you cast down imagination. His eye will become clear. He will see you and say, ah, are you on this street? Your face looks familiar. <laughs> it's in prayer. It's in prayer. It's in fervent prayer. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. It makes tremendous power available. It's in prayer. You will cast down imagination. Every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ, you will cast it down. Those people that say you will not succeed, oh, they have not seen anything yet. In prayer, you will bring their will. You will compel their will. They will be in support of your business. I say in the name of Jesus, they will be in support of what God has put in your hands. In the name of Jesus, that contract will be released to you. In the name of Jesus, that proposal will see the light of the day. In the name of Jesus. You are stepping into some dangerous things. Oh, laketo se kapatalabayalama. Rento kesatalabayabama. You will cast an imagination. Clamare keto se kapatalia. There are some of you, you are, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm sensing myself. There's somebody here, you are being in a court case for long. Guess what? It is this kind of prayer. You will cast an imagination. Clamare keto kaba. Rise on your feet, people. I need you to talk in tongues right now. Put up Romans 15 verse 31. Romans 15 verse 31. Let me show you something. Because sometimes Christians, they are forces. He says that the word of God will find free course. That means that there are resistances. If there are resistance against God's word, what makes you think that there is no resistance against your business? It's in prayer that you bring down those resistances. See what Paul said in Romans 15 verse 20. He said that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea. And that my service which I have for Jerusalem may be accepted of, of the saints. This is prayer. The previous I said that he said I should pray for him. That the service, this is the good thing that Paul wants to go and do in Jerusalem. That the saints themselves will receive it. Are you listening to me? He had a good thing for the saints, for believers. But he said that they should pray so that the believers will accept it. It's not that I have a good idea, I have a good idea. Why are brothers not buying into my good idea? No, 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 no. It's in prayer that you will compel the will of men to accept your good ideas. Oh, I need you to talk in tongues right now. Take that part of the business that you want to change. Take that part of the contract I want to change. You go to your school. There is that lecturer that doesn't want you to graduate. What do you do? You take out some time. You put his name and you begin to talk in tongues. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are mighty through God. So they are pulling down of strong goes. All things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. Lift up your voice and pray, people. Lift up your voice and pray, people. 
Rengro seka talabagale baba Rete, you pull down the strongholds. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, you're going to create changes. Rakaton shalabakatele bosataya. Lekratale ababa. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> oh, the weapons of our warfare, they are mighty. To the pulling down of strongholds. To the pulling down of strongholds. To the pulling down of strongholds. Lekate sekatalabayala bababa. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Listen, all things are possible. All things are possible. You will stay in prayer and change things. You will control things from the realm of the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of faith.